Now, I wasn't going to read all of um, Daniel 8, but when I think about it, I don't want to just pick out little verses. I want to um, read it all in its entirety. So I'm going to read all of Daniel's 8 because it does refer to um, the, the end time. So it is all very re- relevant. This is about Daniel's vision of a ram and a goat. In the third year of Kim Belshazzar's reign, I, Daniel, had a vision. After the one that had already appeared to me, in my vision I saw myself in the citadel of Susa, in the province of Elam. In the vision I was beside the Ulai Canal. I looked up and there before me was a ram with two horns, standing beside the canal, and the horns were long. One of the horns was longer than the other, but grew up later. I watched the ram as it charged towards the west and the north and the south. No animal could stand against it, and none could rescue from its power. It did as it pleased and became great. As I was thinking about this, suddenly a goat with a prominent horn between its eyes came from the west, crossing the whole earth without touching the ground. It came toward the two-horned ram I had seen standing beside the canal and charged at it in great rage. I saw it attack the ram furiously, striking the ram and shattering its two horns. The ram was powerless to stand against it. The goat knocked it to the ground and trampled on it, and none could rescue the ram from its power. The goat became very great, but at the height of its power, the large horn was broken off, and in its place, four prominent horns grew up toward the four winds of heaven. Out of one of them came another horn, which started small but grew in power to the south and to the east and toward the beautiful land. It grew until it reached the host of the heavens and it threw some of the starry host down to the earth and trampled on them. It set itself up as to be great as the commander of the army of the Lord's people and the daily sacrifice were given over to it. It proposed, it propo- sorry, it prospered in everything it did, and truth was thrown to the ground. Then I heard a holy one speaking, and another holy one said to him, How long will it take for the vision to be fulfilled? The vision concerning the daily sacrifice, the rebellion that causes desolation, the surrender of the sanctuary, and the trampling underfoot of the Lord's people. He said to me, It will take 2,300 evenings and mornings, then the sanctuary will be re-consecrated. Before I go on, the Lord gives us dreams, so therefore we should ask the Lord to interpret them. So let's have a look at this. The interpretation of the vision. While I, Daniel, was watching the vision and trying to understand it, there before me stood one who looked like a man. And I heard a man's voice from the Uli calling, Gabriel, tell this man the meaning of the vision. As he came near the place where I was standing, I was terrified and fell prostrate. Son of man, he said to me, understand that the vision concerns the time of the end. While he was speaking to me, I was in a deep sleep with my face to the ground. Then he touched me and raised me to my feet. He said, I'm going to tell you what will happen later in the time of wrath, because the vision concerns the appointed time of the end. The two-horned ram that you saw represents the kings of Media and Persia. The shaggy goat is the king of Greece and the large horn between its eyes is the first king. The four horns that replace the one that was broken off represent four kingdoms that will emerge from his nation but will not have the same power. 
In the latter part of their reign, when rebels have become completely wicked, a fierce-looking king, a master of intrigue, will arise. He will become very strong, but not by his own power. He will cause astounding devastation and will succeed in whatever he does. He will destroy those who are mighty, the holy people. He will cause deceit to prosper and he will consider himself superior. When they feel secure, he will destroy many and take his stand against the prince of princes. Yet he will be destroyed, but not by human power. The vision of the evenings and mornings that has been given you is true, but seal up the vision for it concerns the distant future. I, Daniel, was worn out. I lay exhausted for several days. Then I got up and went about the king's business. I was appalled by the vision. It was beyond understanding. Now, that is very interesting because I'm going to go to Daniel 12. I hadn't planned to do this, but I feel as though I feel nudged in that direction because that is also about the end time. So let's have a look. At that time, Michael, the great prince who protects your people, will arise. There will be a time of distress such as not happened from the beginning of nations until then. But at that time, your people, everyone whose name is found written in the book, will be delivered. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, roll up and seal the words of the scroll until the time of the end. Many will go here and there to increase knowledge. Then I, Daniel, looked and there before me stood two others, one on this bank of the river and one on the opposite bank. One of them said to the man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the river, how long will it be before these astonishing things are fulfilled? The man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the river, lifted his, his right hand and his left hand toward heaven. And I heard him swear by him who lives forever, saying, it will be for a time, times and half a time, when the power of the holy people has been finally broken. All these things will be completed. I heard, but I did not understand. So I asked my Lord, what will the outcome of all of this be? He replied, Go your way, Daniel, because the words are rolled up and sealed until the time of the end. Many will be purified, made spotless and refined, but the wicked will continue to be wicked. None of the wicked will understand, but those who are wise will understand. From the time that the daily sacrifice is abolished and the abomination that causes desolation is set up, there will be 1,290 days. Blessed is the one who waits for and reaches the end of the 1,335 days. As for you, go your way till the end. You will rest, and then at the end of the days, you will rise to receive your allotted inheritance. Now, reading that, um, I was also nudged to go to Matthew 24. So this has taken a lot longer um, than I thought, because I have to be obedient, of course, and uh, have to go where, where I, I believe um, I'm been, I've been asked to go to, or should I say downloaded to. And it talks about um, being fulfilled. Um, when 
will this happen? You know, when will be the time of the fulfillment and all this sort of thing? And that can be found in Matthew 24, Luke 21 um, and also Mark 13. Now, I don't often read Mark 13, um, although I have done on this show, but I feel as though I want to go straight there today. So let's have a look at Mark 13 and see what it says, because I'm sure, yes, thank you, Holy Spirit, talks about fulfillment. So let's let's read this. The destruction of the temple and signs of the end times. As Jesus was leaving the temple, one of his disciples said to him, look, teacher, what massive stones, what magnificent buildings. Do you see all these great buildings, replied Jesus? Not one stone here will be left on another. Every one will be thrown down. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John and Andrew asked him privately, tell us when will these things happen and what will be the sign that they are all about to be fulfilled? Jesus said to them, watch out that no one deceives you. Many will come in my name claiming I am he and will deceive many. When you hear of wars and rumours of wars, do not be alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places and famines. These are the beginning of birth pains. You must be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local councils and flogged in the synagogues. On account of me, you will stand before governors and kings as witnesses to them. And the gospel must first be preached to all nations. Whenever you are arrested and brought to trial, do not worry beforehand about what to say. Just say whatever is given you at the time, for it is not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Brother will betray brother to death and a father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have put them to death. Everyone will hate you because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. When you see the abomination that causes desolation standing where it does not belong, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let no one on the housetop go down or enter the house to take anything out. Let no one in the field go back to their cloak. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Pray that this will not take place in winter because those will be days of distress unequalled from the beginning when God created the world until now and never to be equaled again. If the Lord had not cut short those days, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, whom he has chosen, he has shortened them. At that time, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Messiah, or look, here he is, do not believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. So be on your guard. I have told you everything ahead of time. But in those days, following that distress, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, people will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. 
As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that it is near, right at the door. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on your guard, be alert. You do not know when that time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house and puts his servants in charge, each with their assigned task, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight, or when the rooster crows, or at dawn, if he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. Now, that is so interesting, because as I said, I didn't plan to do all of this right now, to be honest with you. And um, I'm just led to read um, Luke 21 now, and uh, I will make this the last one before um, I put some wonderful music on for you. But it talks about the fulfillment and Luke twenty one thirty two says this. Because people have got, um, I believe, the end times a little bit confused and it's easy to understand that why they got this confused. Because when heaven and earth pass away, it's about um, heaven and earth passing away. It's not about the second coming. So I'm going to read this one and then you'll see how it suddenly changes towards the end. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. And as you know, it speaks about the second coming of man and all this sort of thing. Um, it tells us to look up and lift up our heads for our redemption draweth nigh. And then talks about the parable of the fig tree. So let's go from Luke twenty one thirty two. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life. And so that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare, which we know that is, I'll say it again, for as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. And in the daytime he was teaching in the temple, and at night he went out and abode in the mount that is called the Mount of Olives. And all the people came early in the morning to him in the temple to, for to hear him. Now that's interesting, isn't it? Because as we know, the Lord has said that there will not be one stone left upon another. It then talks about what's going to happen on the earth, um, generation, sorry, a kingdom against kingdom and earthquakes and all the rest of it. And then right at the very end, he's talking about a temple. So this is going to be when Jesus comes back. This is what we need to do is read and study the Bible because it's clear to me then that it will be about heaven on earth. As you know, with the um, Lord's Prayer, it says, as in heaven.